Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hudson. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. When the automobile industry was young, every new car carried a standard set of tools, and every driver expected to get out and get under at any moment. Nowadays, we expect and often get almost perfect performance from our gas buggies. But the need for keeping our cars in tip-top mechanical shape has increased with the years. Today, we travel faster over roads jammed with traffic. In an emergency, good headlights, controls, or brakes can easily mean the difference between life and death. The National Safety Council says, see, steer, and stop safely. Check your car to check accidents. Remember, it's always better to tell it to a mechanic than to a jury. And repair bills are always cheaper before an accident. Know in advance. Don't take a chance. Make those repairs today. It's simple common sense to remember that the better you treat your car, the better it will treat you. And always keep this important fact in mind. Safety in driving isn't the other fellow's responsibility. It's yours. Only you can help eliminate America's shockingly high rate of traffic fatalities. And if you're so restless, McGee, you don't have to sit home with me tonight. Go down to the Elks Club if you want to. No, they're redecorating the Elks. Well, take your ball and shoes and go bowling. I don't mind. As long as the boys are in the alleys, they're off the streets, I always say. Uh, no bowling tonight. The bowling alley's tied up with the tournament. Well, do something, dearie. You're making me nervous pacing up and down like that. Oh. Read a while. Take a walk. Oh, maybe this is Dr. Gamble. You two can play some checkers or something. Come in. Oh, gee whiz, it's teeny, Molly. Hi, sis. Come in. Hi, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Well, McGee. Well, what you know? Well, hello, teeny. What's on your mind, sis? Kind of late for you to be out. Sure, but... Well, my mom and daddy are at a bridge party tonight, and my mama told me I could stay with Aunt Gracie. Mm-hmm. But I don't like Aunt Gracie. Oh? Won't you like her? Well, gee, mister, she always treats me like I was a little girl. Oh. Well, you are a little girl, aren't you? <laughs> sure, but intelligent adults realize that talking down to children is psychologically incorrect, I betcha. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. Well, now, you just stay right here with us, dear. See, would you like to lie down and take a nap till your mother and daddy call for you? Yeah, well, why don't you do that? Uh, sure, into the guest room, McGee, while I get her some milk and cookies. Good idea. Oh, gee, thanks, Miss McGee. You're awful nice to little children. <sighs> I'm awful sleepy, I betcha. Hmm. Well, come on, Teeny. In here. Here, take your shoes off and crawl under that afghan there. That's it. Okay. <laughs> hey, tell me a story, will you, Mr. McGee? Will you tell me a story, hmm? Mm, okay, I- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll read you a story. Here's a book I've had ever since I was a little boy. I'll, I'll read you a story out of this. Oh, goody. I see. When? Once upon a time in a lovely little dell... Hey, what's a dell, Mr. Hmm? What's a dell? Oh, that's kind of a shady nook in the woods, you know, where green things grow. Oh, you mean like Dale Pickles? Mm, yeah, Dale Pickles. 
Now, don't interrupt. I'll read to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, in a lovely little dell by an old smithy... Pardon me for interrupting again, but what's a smithy, hmm? Well, a smithy is a, is a, that's a blacksmith shop, Teeny. Yes, where they put shoes on horses. Shoes. <laughs> shoes on horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shoes. Sure. Oh, come on, mister. Quit kidding around and read me the story. <laughs> well, uh, Okay. Once upon a time, in a lovely little dell by an old smithy, there lived a big white hare. Hmm? A hare, sis. That means a rabbit. Oh. One day, this hare was walking along the turnpike. What's a turnpike? That's a road, sis. Oh. As the big white hare walked down the turnpike past an apothecary shop. A what, mister? A drugstore. Oh. He was walking down the turnpike past the apothecary shop. When all of a sudden, he saw a sixpence lying in the road. So he... What's a sixpence, mister? What is that? A sixpence is money. Oh. And just as he picked up the sixpence, a troll stuck his head over a turnstile. What's a troll and what's a turnstile? A troll is... Ah, for the love of Mike. Why don't they write these dad-ratted fairy stories in English? Trolls, hares, apothecaries, turnpikes, sixpence. How can an American kid ever... Teeny. Hey, Teeny. Oh, my gosh, I put her to sleep. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. You know, when we think of mental illness, we think of it as something that happens to other people. We don't like to think that it could possibly happen in our family. Yet the facts are that mental illness strikes one family in every four. Fortunately, there are ways to treat mental illness. And the outlook is so much more hopeful than it was years ago. The scientists are now looking for new ways, better and quicker ways, to cure mental illness and to prevent it. They need your help so they can help you. You can help to speed up research on mental illness by giving to the Mental Health Fund. Money can't buy happiness, but it can wipe out the heartache, the suffering, and misery of mental illness. Every dollar you give will be used to protect your family against mental illness through research, prevention, and improved treatment. Please give a generous gift today to the Mental Health Fund in care of your local postmaster. Remember, address your contribution to Mental Health Fund in care of your local postmaster. Your help in this worthy cause is urgently needed now. Sleep, McGee? Sleeping like a log. You know how I am with kids, kiddo. I read her a story in a kind of a soft, soothing tone, and she dropped off and sleeping like a log. Hey, hey, mm. Mr. McGee, what time is it? What time is it? Uh, it's about uh, about ten to nine, sis. Sound asleep, huh? Did we wake you up with our talking, Teeny? No. No, mm. you didn't wake me up. Mm. I'm a very light sleeper, Mr. McGee. Oh. oh, you are, huh? Sure. I only weigh 46 pounds. Hmm. You go ahead and talk, Mr. McGee, and Miss McGee. You won't bother me a bit. wonder what she wanted to know the time for. She's not going anyplace. Well, you know how children are, anything to stay awake. At that age, they consider sleep a waste of time. Boy, not me. I love it. Do you know how long it took me to get to sleep last night? About four hours. Oh, 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 stop it. Huh? Do you know what your first words were this morning? No, what did I say? You said the milkman. I did? Yes, and the last thing you said last night was... Did you leave a note for? Hmm. You slept nine and a half hours in the middle of that sentence. Oh, kidding. 
I'd have swore I was counting sheep till daybreak. I thought I went to sleep by sheer wool power. That just goes to show you how... Hey, hey, Mr. McGee, what time is it? Again? It's about three minutes to nine, Teeny. Why'd you ask, Teeny? Well, there's a little radio in the guest room here, and I wondered if you'd let me turn it on, hmm? Would you let me turn it on, hmm? Well, I don't know why not. If it'll help you go to sleep, dear, go right ahead. Just find some nice, soft music and turn it low. Yeah, that's it. Oh, thank you, Miss McGee. Why don't she go to sleep? My gosh, kids don't appreciate the... Oh, company, McGee. Come in. Oh, Dr. Gamble. Come in, doctor. Thank you, Molly. Hello, beanbag. Hi, second guesser. Made any grave mistakes today? The only grave mistake I ever make is coming to see you, mudhead. Mm. I... Say, do I hear a radio going someplace? You hear a radio, but it's not going anyplace. Just sitting on the guest room table. The little girl down the street is spending the evening with us, doctor, while her parents are out playing cards. Look in on her if you want to. You might drum up a fast game of patty cake. Butcher's man? No, thank you, my boy. I just stopped for a minute. I've got an operation scheduled for tonight. Oh, an oh. operation tonight, Doctor? Mm-hmm. Emergency? Oh, not exactly, Molly. I stopped in to tell you about it, as a matter of fact. You see, I'm performing a lobotomy on... A what, Doctor? A lobotomy. Who performed yours? My what? Lobotomy. From where oh. I'm standing, you got the lowest... Bot- McGee. Okay, I did it. I was about to say that I am demonstrating a new technique for chest surgery tonight, and they're going to film the operation. No kidding, Doc. That's wonderful, Doctor. Just imagine, McGee, Dr. Gamble in pictures. Yeah. Well, I really... Wouldn't it be exciting if you won the anatomy award? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, will he be hard to get along with now, huh? Can't you just see him mugging at the camera? What are they going to call the picture, Doc? Ham slices man? No, but seriously, my boy, I wish you'd drop over later on. You can help me if you will. I can? Gee, I'd love to, Doc. Yeah, if the applause is as big as I expect it to be, I'd like to use you for an encore. Mm. Good night, now. Good night. So long. You know, I bet Dr. Gamble would make a good... Oh. What was that? <laughs> Sounds like it comes from the guest room. Heavenly days, we better look in. Now, for the last time, Ratface, will you tell us where the Stacy Diamonds is hit? It's that radio. I ain't talking, Marvin. See? Let him have it, Crucium. For goodness sakes. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's... That's a pretty horrible program for a little kid like you. Quiet, it's almost over. Okay, okay, I'll talk. I hit the diamonds in the... And that concludes tonight's episode of Marvin Mayhem, Private Snoop. Tune in again next week and see how a headless blonde traps the killers of... Oh, boy. Was that ever wonderful. Thanks ever so much, Mr. McGee and Miss McGee. Well, frankly, Teeny, I think that program's a little rough for you. Yeah, that's pretty nasty stuff, Teeny, and I didn't know you were going to... Oh, boy. Was that ever wonderful. Thanks ever so much, Mr. McGee and Miss McGee. I guess I better go home now. Go home? But maybe your folks aren't home yet. Oh, they didn't go anyplace, mister. What? Well, didn't you tell us they were playing bridge somewhere, Teeny? Sure you did. Sure I did. They're playing in our house, I bet you. You mean you... Well, why'd you come over here in the first place? So I could hear Marvin Mayhem, Private Snoop. What? They won't let me listen to it at home. Well, we wouldn't have let you listen to it here, too, either, if we'd have known it. That's not good for children, Teeny. You slickered us, sis. Gee, uh, well, I'm sorry you feel that way about it, kids. Well. I guess I'll have to find a new place to go every week. Where's my little coat?
and my hat. Well, thanks for everything. Anyhow, bye now. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Hi. I'm Dinah Shore, and I'm here to tell you a little about our twice-weekly radio program on most of these NBC stations. We're on every Tuesday and Friday evening, you know, and we do our best to crowd each of our 15-minute programs with real entertainment. Believe me, it's lots of fun trading words and music with our talented music master, Frank Duvall. And we're also proud and glad to have the very popular and mellow-voiced Art Baker as a permanent member of our radio family. Every once in a while, a surprise guest drops in to see us. It may be one of your top vocal or Hollywood favorites. It may be a new voice discovery on the way to stardom. And, of course, I'll always try to sing the songs that I think you'll want to hear. Old songs, new songs, bright songs, blue songs. Hey, what do you know? I'm a poet. <laughs> but all poetry aside, why not make it a regular date to listen to our Dinah Shore show every Tuesday and Friday evening on the NBC radio network. We'd love to have you with us. <laughs> Here's a pencil, you know. You seen a pencil any place? There's one in the desk drawer. Why? I want to write myself a note for next Thursday night. A reminder to be sure and listen. To what? Marvin Mayhem, Private Snoop. <laughs> Sounded like a swell program. I don't want to forget it. You don't want to what? Forget it. My very words, forget it. Huh? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Jack Moyles as Marvin Mayhem. This is John Wald extending an invitation to be with us tomorrow night at this same time as Mr. McGee tries to win a slogan writing contest during our next visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Tonight, Leon Pearson brings you a special report on Indochina on the NBC radio network.